Welcome to the Fit CEO Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, we're back. Coming at you guys. More positive, more happier. Just more life, man. It's feeling better than ever. What's good, guys? Welcome back to uh, Fit CEO Podcast with your host, Jay Cliz, Mr. JC himself, Mr. Fit CEO himself. I'm feeling really, really good right now, guys. And a lot of it is because I'm constantly working on myself every day. And life isn't always perfect. There's some days where, you know, I want to be really positive, And sometimes you just get punched and punched and punched in the damn mouth. You know, by life itself, adversity hits, pros and cons, negatives and positives. But at the end of the day, though, I always kind of reevaluate things from the macro, right? Um, you know, there's a lot of micro wins and micro losses that might affect you daily or weekly, but all for all, really look at life or utilize a perspective at times that with a macro vision. Micro ways of looking at things is important, but at a micro scale, take a step back sometimes and really share that gratitude with yourself in the mirror. And I've been doing that a lot lately, and my gosh, I just feel so happy every day when I really look at things from a, micro, uh, a macro level. And I also do sell it, you know, I get really pumped and stoked about micro wins and, you know, little micro uh, losses can hurt me at times. But at a grand scheme of things, the macro wins and the macro overall is uh, trumps it. And I feel much better when I realize that. So I guess what that kind of leads into here is on the episode today, I want to dive into some personal development stuff. Um, I know so far the first few episodes have been very uh, exercise science based and we talked about you know the brain um, on the last episode for episode three brain foods power foods we talked about nootropics a little bit and we're always going to talk about exercise science and neuroscience of course um, but as I've said before I do want to tap into personal development, business, and some lifestyle things as well that isn't always so deep into the world of exercise science, but just overall optimal ways of improving your life. Things that I utilize, things that I've studied, things I've researched, things I personally do, of course, and things I really feel that everyone can benefit from. I do want to start the episode off with lucid dreaming. I think that'll be really fun. I think it'd be really fun to kind of kick off episode four um, with something that's just really out there, something that I'm sure all of us have experienced at this point. Um, I can only account for one time I really had a crazy lucid dream. I mean, we're talking, dude, I knew I was lucid dreaming. I mean, literally, you're like, I'm going to fly around the entire world. I mean, you, it, it was incredible, um, but I haven't really sat there and trained myself on how to lucid dream and control it 
but I do experience lucid dreams here and there. And they're pretty wicked, man. And I just kind of thought about it the other day. I was like, that's a fun topic I should talk on because we all experience it or have. And it's so weird. Like, what is lucid dreaming, man? Is that like another dimension that uh, a piece of our soul is going into? I don't know. So we'll dive into that in a little bit. Another thing is staying committed to your fitness journey. And that is something that I think personal trainers and clients and just people in general are all going to take a lot from. Staying committed to the fitness journey. The way I'm going to break it down is a way for a trainer to resonate and a way for a client to resonate as well. And as I said a little bit ago, I want to tap into that personal development stuff. Um, just because it's stuff that I regularly do on a daily basis as I go over personal development things with people that work for my company, uh, athletes, affiliates, friends, family, just people that come across me at the gym and I carry this energy with me and they can feel that and they start picking up a conversation with me and start picking my brain a little bit and I start giving them some of those tips and you know, that was a big thing with this podcast. I realized, well, damn, man, like I get so many questions left and right on personal development, business, fitness, lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they see that I'm a high performer. They see I constantly am living a 24 7, 365 lifestyle, a high performance, and they want to figure out what am I doing? You know, aside from, of course, utilizing all my class nutrition products. There's all these other things I utilize as well, reading books, maybe a, a way I sleep or meditation or yoga or something else I'm doing. A lot of it has been trial and error, um, and I think that you're going to get a lot out of it. So I'm going to just tap in a few little biohacks and 10 other things that, uh, 10 other seeds that you can really plant in your mind to try to help bring you to that next level. So first, let's really dive in this lucid dreaming stuff. Because it's so weird. I don't get it, man. And we stu- we have studied it. We know little on it uh, in the world of science. But just to kind of go into some dreaming 101. So if you guys don't know, there's SWS and REM. SWS is slow wave sleep. And REM is rapid eye movement sleep. With SWS, what you guys are experiencing is a more deeper sleep. A non-dreaming sleep. And that assists in restoration of hormones and muscles. And I'd say probably the better form of sleep for overall recovery after a long day of working out, right? And then with REM, REM, that's the sleep where you experience where it helps process a lot of mental clutter. It, It creates a sense of being rested and more rejuvenated. It's what you get out of REM. So, what exactly is lucid dreaming? So, you know there's these different styles of sleep, SWS and REM. What is lucid dreaming? Well, lucid dreaming is a state where you have awareness and you know that you're dreaming. You know, objects disappear where you thought they were real. Uh, Physical law just doesn't really matter at that point. You can fly around. You can swim underwater without losing your breath, etc., etc., you know, a lot of times when you wake up from lucid dreaming, you wake up feeling more clear, have a more clear memory. Uh, just life in general is just feeling a little bit more rejuvenated when you wake up from lucid dreaming sometimes. It's crazy because you could do everything when you lucid dream. 
And what's crazy too is it's a practice that Tibetan monks, they actually been using that for thousands of years, man. It's crazy. You know, and there's some evidence actually that shows lucid dreaming from a study. It was, it was published by this guy, Dr. Keith Hearn, or Dr. Keith Heenern, I think is how his name is, and or how you say his last name, Heenern or Hearn, but Dr. Keith Hearn. Ah, sorry, guys, I had a drink of get a drink of water there and as you can tell i did not edit that out as you guys know i'm right there in the car with you i'm on that commute with you i'm on that morning drive i'm i'm doing that cardio with you i'm right there with you guys i'm not gonna edit stuff out when i take a drink of water or my cheer creaks or anything <clears throat> keeping it raw that's why this podcast is so awesome it's a challenge you know <laughs> but um you know, what he did is he, he managed to track eye movements of people who were in a lucid dream. And they were deliberately moving their eyes in a specific pattern which they agreed on before. What they did is when they were in the lucid dream, they made their eyes move with that pattern they agreed on before. Does that make sense? So they agreed on an eye pattern movement they were going to do before diving into the lucid dream. They went into the lucid dream and they started doing the eye pattern they agreed on, right? Does that make sense? So that's really interesting. There was another study in 2009 by the Neurological Laboratory in Frankfurt, and it revealed significantly uh, significantly increased brain activity during lucid dreams. It was a big increase in the brain activity, which showed that the lucid dreams obviously has a lot more going on in there than when you're just casually sleeping, right? There's way more going on. Who knows, man? Who who who's to say that when you're in a lucid dream, it's fake, right? Just bear with me here. I'm an open-minded person, so hopefully you are too. And if you listen to this show, you probably are pretty open-minded. We always just assume our universe, the world we're in, when we're our eyes are open, we're not buzzed on alcohol, we're not lit on cannabis, you're not on some type of drug or LSD or whatever, you know, you're just completely sober you're present here on earth awake you assume that is life that is what's true that's what's real that is it is what it is you knock on it right snap your fingers you're breathing that's all real and it is but who's to say that when you're in this weird world of lucid dreaming, this weird dimension, the spirit realm, you know, some people, they feel like when they take DMT and they dive into the spirit realm, they feel like it's so real, right? And same with lucid dreaming. So who's to say that you're not having some type of out of body experience and you're able to tap in these other realms and weird dimensions and unexplainable metaphysical things that we don't know about we don't understand and science really can't explain i like to think that's a possibility and that's a th you know that's legit who knows maybe in the alter reality world dimension whatever you know it's a dimension where you're flying around you're floating around if you get smashed you know, by a big wave, it doesn't really hurt you because maybe there isn't a thing as pain in that dimension. You know, just because you don't experience pain, like if you ever fallen off a cliff in a dream, you don't get hurt. What if in that dimension there isn't pain? You know what I mean? Doesn't mean it's not real. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just questioning things and just being open minded with it. It's fascinating to think, right? Um, there's a lot of people too. There's a lot of entrepreneurs. There's a lot of executives. There's a lot of people you would never expect to actually go down to Peru and do these crazy rituals and these things with shamans and drink the brew of ayahuasca and diving into the spiritual realm and all these other dimensions that come out of it just has changed people or enlightened and a lot of them you know will see these patterns and talk to bears and eagles and you know these wise creatures and that have them face their fears and you know open their mind to things they've been contemplating or pondering it's a really fascinating man and who knows, maybe when you're in a lucid dream state, maybe that's a, a similar experience. You're tapping in this other dimension or realm. I know this sounds crazy to people right now, but guys, pff, come on. If you don't think this is fun to talk about, you're not open-minded to it, didn't, we wouldn't get along. We would not get along. I like talking about weird shit, ghosts, demons, anything out of the ordinary i have fun my personality likes to go off and talk about strange stuff obviously so i mean episode two i talked about like disney club 33 and um friday the 13th and war you know club 13 so yeah i there's gonna be a lot of episodes where i'll probably dive into some really fun off topic and as i think i should it adds a little bit of character a little bit more taste to it i mean how many times have you ever listened to a radio show or podcast and the guy's just so cookie cutter so basic so blocky boring no soul no personality no character it's like dude don't even bother you don't put a little bit of soul into it. You're just so generic. Why even podcasting? No one wants to hear that shit. If they want to hear that, they're going to go and they're going to do an online lecture. And they're going to hear it. Or they're going to get the online lecture and record it while they're chilling. And they're going to go back and watch it later. Okay? That's what they'll do. Not on the podcast, man. They want to get educated, but at the same time, let's have some fun. Lucid dreaming state. When your body goes to sleep at night, you're actually producing DMT organically in your brain, right? So dimethyltryptamine, that's in the brew of ayahuasca a shaman gives you. So if that's what you're utilizing from the shaman in your ayahuasca, that DMT to get to that spiritual realm, and if your body produces DMT every night when you dream, maybe you're just taking a natural gateway to the other world <laughs> so who knows man i don't know and you know what this does make sense to talk about it right now because it's actually halloween so it's kind of fun right so anyways let's let's segue out of uh lucid dreams in the spirit realm here but i think that was a fun way to open up the show for episode four and that's kind of how i opened up the show on episode two talking about friday the 13th and some other stuff and I don't know. I think that's fun, right? If you guys like that, leave it in the review section or send me a direct message on Instagram. Look up the Instagram page, Fit CEO Podcast, and leave me a message. Dude, I like it when you, you know, you'll go on a tangent sometimes about secret societies or, or the Knights Templar or, you know, Friday the 13th or, but if you guys like all that, 
while I'm also dropping scientific based exercise as an NASM CPT, um, and you know, I'm also dropping knowledge on neuroscience and personal development is all, but you like some of those other off topics, some of those things that are a little weird, a little out there, but it's a little fun, adds a little spice to the show. Let me know, man. I'll keep adding those in there. I like talking about some of those random things. So lucid dreaming was kind of the one fun thing for today. I thought I would bring up. So, um, segueing out of lucid dreaming, let's committing, let's talk about committing to your fitness journey. And some issues that could be holding you back, some issues that could be affecting you, some issues I'm sure you've all experienced at one point, or you may, or maybe not you, but maybe a client you have, or a fan, uh, you know, a friend or a family member, someone you know. <clears throat> so we're gonna tackle some of these roadblocks here, but we're also gonna address the solutions and how to overcome these. And just know, guys. One, don't beat yourself up about any commitment issues with your fitness fitness journey. Don't beat yourself up. If it was easy, everyone would do it. If it was easy, everyone would be shredded. If it was easy, everyone would have a six-pack, big pecs, big glutes, etc. I mean, if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? So the best of the best in the world struggle as well and have to push themselves and wake themselves up or not wake themselves up, but, you know, wake up every day and tell themselves we're going to do this. So, guys, just know it is a hustle. It's a grind. Not everyone can do it. So don't beat yourself up if you feel like you're failing yourself a little bit right now because you always have right now to pick it up. So let's pick it up, okay? And... There was actually a study in the Journal of Sport and Science Psychology that found that even with the best intention, exercise motivation can fluctuate. So, you know, motivation can change. It's not static. You know, some have motivated weeks, some have non-motivated weeks. You know, and as a trainer or and or as an individual, we need to constantly stay motivated and pushing each other. And don't be offended either when someone's pushing you saying, dude, you need to get to the gym. You need to get up and get to the gym, man. I feel like I, I catch myself doing that a lot. And that's obviously the the NASM CPT in me just telling people, you got to come on, man. You got are, Did you at least exercise 30 minutes for the day? I catch myself saying that a lot to family members and <clears throat> friends and people who probably don't want to hear it. But look, man, guys, it's just in my DNA. I'm working out every day and let me say let me clarify what every day means working out seven days a week for me does not mean just repping out to failure and leg day arms you know come on guys i I know our listeners are smart and they know what i mean by exercise every day you got your heavy days right you got your stretching days you got the just I call them maintenance days. I got this the cardio. Day, you know, I have fun with it. I've been going real, real hard in the gym my entire life, and I'm at a point now where I don't just do a split. I don't just work out for functional training. I don't just work out for hypertrophy, dude. I I go through phases, man. You know, there's a couple months where I'm all about just getting shredded. I'm all about the look, that hypertrophy, and then I go through phases where I'm all about 
the strength gains. I kind of get in powerlifter mode. And then there's times where, you know, like I said, I'm all about just the look, getting shredded. There's times where I'm just all about the wellness. I'm like, shit, man, I just need to run around the lake every day and bike and do a 5K and run through the sand, blah, blah, blah. You know, I change it up. I get creative with it. That's how I'm able to maintain being fit and getting more fit day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And I feel like I become a better athlete every year. It's fucking incredible. Do that. Don't get caught up in a pattern. Let's talk about some of these roadblocks. You know, one roadblock number one is people make the excuse of not enough time. Here's the solution for that. Because as a trainer, it's rough to hear that. I have no time, man. When do I have time? I work. I, I work. I I have to clean my house. I have to cook dinner. I ha- Don't. Stop. Stop. I'm a dad. I run multiple businesses. I'm, you know, I get it. Time. It, time management can be tough. But there's always a solution. Especially when you really want it. And when it comes to fitness and exercise, you should really want it. You want to know why? Because that's your health. That's your body. That's your temple, man. That's your soul. That's that's everything. So if you can't find 30 minutes a day to do your body a service of exercise, you're you're really disrespecting the lucky, fortunate situation that you're in. Someone with two legs, two arms, five fingers, Five toe, you know, ten fingers, ten toes, you know what I'm saying. Five per hand. See, you can see out of both eyes. You can smell, taste. You can walk. You're functional. Your brain's functioning. And you decided Netflix for three hours instead of just one hour. And not using the other two hours for exercise. Or you decided to sleep in 30 minutes longer. Even though you already passed the six to eight hour mark. You wanted that extra precious 30 minutes of sleep. You couldn't just get up 30 minutes earlier? I mean, come on, guys. It's so important. You have enough time. And here's what you can do if you really, really are pushing it on time. And maybe what you should try to do is focus on HIIT. HIIT, for those who don't know, stands for High Intense Interval Training. And there's actually research that's continuing to show that HIIT, also known as HIT, can yield many of the same health and fitness gains just as long as longer steady state programming. So that means that individuals who are doing HIIT are getting just as good of results as individuals who are doing the longer steadied state programming you know maybe they get to go to the gym longer it seems like they're more consistent at it but people who are really executing hit very well are getting just as good of results does that make sense so there's actually a study at the university of colorado and colorado state university and they found that subjects who did two and a half minutes of hiit actually burned an extra 200 calories on average that day so you know they were hitting these 30 to 60 second intervals followed by about the same amount of recovery these individuals were actually burning 200 extra 200 calories on average later that day so guys look at it that way i mean you got 20 minutes before work or after work 30 minutes even do some of that high intense interval training and you'll see the results and you can make it work another big roadblock 
you just can't get to the gym. That's probably another big issue. Some people can't afford it. Some people just live in the city, right? It's really it's a struggle, man, when you live in New York or Boston or Pittsburgh. Some of these areas where you got to take the metro, right? Take the train, take the subway or whatever. It could be a challenge. Bad traffic. I mean, I'd fly out to L.A., and I'd be down there for about 10 days at a time. And I love L.A. I love San Francisco. Um, going out to San Francisco real soon here. And in L.A., my spots, man. And just to, I remember being at my hotel and just wanting to get a workout in. I'm like, shit, man. Like, it just went from, like, I just drank my pre-workout way too soon. I want to get a workout, and I'm stuck in, like, traffic, like, late at night. Like, what's going on, man? It took me 45 minutes just to get, like, a half a mile up the road for the gym. So I get it, you know. There's certain situations, and if, you, and if you're trying to be a little spontaneous at times, you don't plan it out, it could be rough. It could be challenging. But one way you can um, overcome that is utilizing your technology you have, your iPad, your computer, your phone putting like a fitness video or workout to follow and getting just a few things for your house. You know, a few dumbbells, some TRX you could strap up on the door, a couple mat yoga mats, some foam rollers, um, some bands, and a few other things you can just do at your house. Have a little home gym right there in your living room. Crank it out for about 30 to 60 minutes and boom, you're good. And maybe for that one or two days out of that week, you do that. On those days that you you know your work hours, or whatever it is, you have to you're really crunched on time on maybe those one or two days that week, and you just gotta do that at home workout. You know, do that, and if you bring it to the next level, you might eventually add in like an elliptical or something in there. You know, in your back room or something. Do that. There's ways to utilize that for you know for those days and then the other five days or four days whatever you go hit the gym and, you, and those are your more intense workouts so that's one thing for roadblock number two and overcoming the whole can't get to the gym excuse no 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 you can get creative and do some stuff for your house roadblock number three some people experience boredom right I mean, some people just get stuck in this routine. They get it stuck in a pattern. They're going to the gym every day. They feel like they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same style of split, same weights, same reps, same this, same that. Guys, here's a few things I do to overcome that. One, I gym hop a lot. I, I'll literally be at a gym for three months and go, you know what? I'm going to go sign up at this gym too because... Maybe on this day, I feel like I can hit legs better at this gym. The environment, the weights, or whatever. And look, guys, if you, I know not everyone can do that, and everyone can be like, bro, I can't have, you know, I can't have three gym memberships or whatever. Well, if that's the case, then get creative at the one gym you go to. I was just using that for one example. Like, I like to change the scenery up sometimes. You know, sometimes it just feels good to have a different set of weights, different free weight section, different squat rack section, different functional training section, you know, et cetera, et cetera, different cardio equipment. I just like to change that up sometimes. It's fun when you hop around and um, have a variety of gyms to go to. But if you can't do that, uh, and, and I don't always do that, one thing is I'll change up just, like I said, the lifting. Like I said earlier, I'm not always just trying to hit hypertrophy. And I'm also not one of those people that, like, 
you know, looks down upon the guy who's doing the biceps. What's up with that, man? What's up with those guys, those people with pride who just like get snooty and they see the guy, you know, the young 25 year old, you know, I just turned 26 and they, you know, they see us and they, you know, they, you're doing curls and biceps and they're looking over like, this is all the guy does. It's like, bro, you have no idea who I am. It's so, so beyond what your brain can measure of knowledge on kinesiology and exercise science and make your brain pop. It's like just because you're over there doing kettlebell squats and then, you know, Turkish get-ups or whatever, you know, I do all that too. Dude. Like the toe shoes, I've worked out in the toe shoes. I've done barefoot workouts, you know. We've done that. I've done that. We all do that. But then again, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to bang out some curls, you know. I'm going to get my Arnold Schwarzenegger on, <laughs> you know. Get creative with it. There's nothing wrong with broing out, hand hypertrophy, getting that pump, hitting the traps, hitting the buys, the tries, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. As, uh, was it Beast Mo Jones? Uh, Chris Jones, right, Chris Jones. As he says, curls for the girls, tries for the guys. <laughs> uh, he, he literally cracks me up. He has a YouTube channel, Chris Jones. He's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, man, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And then, of course, yeah, incorporate the functional training. So, you know, it's important to hold true to your core training values, but you can modify the types of training you do. Um, include, like I said, the environment changes up the gyms, the equipment you use. Maybe you just do a whole week where you're just doing TRX stuff and just bands and resistance training. Right. And then, you know, maybe you might go through a phase where you're just all about just power lifting. There's all about big, explosive, powerful gains. Right. So change it up and have fun, man. Obviously there's individuals that have to stick to a certain regime when they're getting ready for a NPC show or something like that. But that's only during that period when they're getting ready for that show. But I'm just saying for the person who isn't prepping for a show or they're just going through their their year just wanting to stay fit, whether it's for just improving their overall joints and physical, you know, just overall core strength and physical functional training or for looks, it doesn't matter what the goal is. Just changing things up and add some variety to your body um, can really uh, – get you over some of those humps of boredom that you may experience at times or over some of those humps of plateauing, right? So it's really key to change things up. You know, there was actually a study that found people, when people were offered a choice of 10 resistance training tools, they actually had way more fun and cranked out about 40% more reps than on days when there were listed only two items to use. So what that means is they had more variety and just because they had more variety, so let's say they had 10 different resistance training tools, but then they also had, they had those, and then they had two very big things. Let's just say like a barbell and some dumbbells. Well, when they had the 10 resistance training tools, they were able to get more creative with it, utilizing different ways they never thought of. And 
also what that led to is them just working out more, getting 40% more reps out, right? That's what the study showed. It's because they were able to varietize more. They were able to do a bunch of hypertrophy workouts, maybe with some of the other, you know, some of the tools and they use some of the other tools for just power or core, whatever, right? So variety can be a big, um, a big game changer in that. And this is really important. We're addressing this because, uh, you know, 50% of all adults joining exercise programs will actually drop out of those within three to six months. So overcoming these cat, you know, these really common roadblocks is really key. So if you guys are getting all, a lot out of this, I'm, I'm really happy about that. Uh, another roadblock is a uh, low energy. So I'm sure you're sitting there assuming I'm going to say, get yourself a container of electric pre-workout double scoop that you'll have energy. <laughs> so that is true. Yes. Go take one to two scoops of electric pre-workout from classnutrition.com. You will have more energy. But aside from that, aside from the obvious, like a double shot of espresso, a scoop of pre-workout, a couple thermogenics, et cetera, et cetera, that can amplify energy. Obviously aside from that, just, maybe you're you're taking a break from stimulants for a week or two and you're like frick man i need to amplify this energy back up well one big solution i know when you hear this solution you're gonna go come on really man and i'm gonna explain um but music music so check it out british british researchers actually found that cyclists um Listed to uh, listen to upbeat music while they were exercising, and they increased both their power and output speed. And when you're listening to music that hits about 150 to about 160 beats per minute, it actually really amps up your energy and your intensity quite a bit. And studies are showing this. So, really, you know, kind of like the intro song, you know, we play in the beginning of this podcast, stuff like that really just it just naturally gets your heart rate up. It just gets you awake, even at the most tiring times. So I'll play a lot of stuff like that and, you know, maybe play some Tupac or something like that. It, it jacks you up, man. It gets you going. So that's why a lot of people like to listen to like heavy metal and stuff, you know, when they're working out, it just naturally keeps their body just their, their adrenaline running. So that's a, I know it seems like a really simple answer, but you probably don't always think about that. And another interesting thing is I like to listen to podcasts when I want to get into a flow state and I'm just like on the Stairmaster or the elliptical. Um, yeah, at times I do use the elliptical and the Stairmaster. I think those are great just to get my body warm, get me loose, and they can be boring as shit. I mean, when I'm hitting the elliptical, you know, for 10 minutes just to get the blood flowing, just to warm my body up, it can be pretty boring. So I honestly will tune into a podcast or, you know, I'll put my phone right there. Usually there's like a little thing you can set your phone on the ellipticals or treadmills and I'll put like a YouTube video on or something or usually a podcast and it kind of just puts me in this flow state where I just kind of zone out. Next thing you know, I'm 15, 20 minutes in the podcast. I was like, oh, perfect. Like this was supposed to be a 10 minute warm up, but I feel even better because I just did a 15, 20 minute warm up. I feel more loose. Um, I burn more calories and I'm feeling even better and I was zoned out in a flow state and even realize it. So that's one thing, you know, I like to utilize my audio depending on what I'm doing. When I'm just zoning out on a Stairmaster, on a jog, on a bike ride, on a drive, 
on the elliptical treadmill whatever it's more of just kind of i just need to zone out i'm just flow state just i'm trying to more so get a runner's high obviously you know when we when we're talking cardio burning calories i'm gonna go high intense interval training all day you know it's gonna get me way more jacked up i'm gonna burn way more calories it's gonna be a lot more effective than you know 30 minutes of high intense interval training is gonna be a lot more effective than 60 to 90 minutes on the treadmill but I still like to utilize some of those tools too. It gets you loose. Sometimes it's just fun for the runner's high and it's just a good way to zone out, get your mind off things. And I love to tune into a podcast for that or YouTube or whatever. I'm going ham on HIIT or you know, hitting bench or squat, going some for some bigger gains or hypertrophy or power, whatever I'm doing. Oh yeah, man. I had someone ask me the other day what I like to listen to when I work out. Everything. You know, um, of course, I listen to 90s hip hop, probably predominantly, but, you know, I don't know. There's a lot, man. I mean, I listen to Metallica and rock and Led Zeppelin and all that, too. You know, Guns and Roses, all that. I listen to all, I listen to all kinds of music. I'm not really into one particular genre of music. You know, it's funny because when you're younger, <laughs> you know, you're... You're like, dude, I'm just into Eminem and 50 Cent. I'm only into hip-hop. I hate it when my dad listens to rock or whatever, you know. Or you're like, I'm only a punk, a punker, man. Only into punk rock. Only into headbangers. You know, you kind of go through that phase a little bit in middle school. Even in high school a little bit. You know, and as you mature, get older, you're like, shit, man. There's like kinds of different sound waves and music I like to utilize depending on the mood or the week I'm having and what I'm doing. So I go through phases. So a lot of it is just whatever fits whatever I'm doing or whatever workout I'm doing. Last roadblock I want to address is just stress. A lot of people experience stress. I'm very aware of that. We all do, right? And I don't want to have this be a shameless plug, but I'm going to do a shameless plug anyways. Well, it's not even really a plug because the product isn't out yet. But it's just we are working on a all-natural um, mood enhancer with class nutrition. So with my company, class nutrition, K L A S S nutrition, we're working on a product to naturally, um, enhance your mood and alleviate anxiety. And I think that that's just going to be such a hit. And the fact that so many people out here experience obviously stress and anxiety and just to have, proper supplementation for that to give you that extra edge to alleviate that is such a need right now you know i just feel like so many people um i come across day to day are under stress and we really want to be able to try to fix that so you know some other things you guys should consider is you know like binaural beats and like meditation and yoga apps on your phone and, and practicing mindfulness and just proper breathing techniques just you know there's apps for you to follow um yoga etc etc you need to put literally a yoga instructor on your iphone in the yoga room at your gym i know your gym has one every gym has some type of dance studio room usually there's no one in it right and you can go in there set your phone up and just follow that individual by yourself it's amazing. Do that for 10 minutes, um, you know, after your warm down. Um, or 
do it 10 minutes before the gym. And then you're like, well, yeah, but what if that gets me really tired? It, it won't. It actually won't. It's not going to get you tired. It's actually going to naturally give you tons of energy when you come out of that. You're going to follow those breathing techniques, follow the yoga, whatever. And then you can go splash your face in some cold water, take a shot of pre-workout, and boom, you're good. You actually will have more energy. It's, in, it's fantastic. It feels incredible. So there's some solutions for that. So as we segue out of stress... I think something that will be really shocking, shockingly to you is the fact of the health effects that can come with that stress. It leads to a lot of other negative things too. That's why it's so important for us to, to overcome this, guys. Stress can lead to sleeplessness and weight gain and indigestion, all those other symptoms as well. And uh, people getting sick and headaches, and et cetera, et cetera, man. I mean, high blood pressure, premature aging, memory, uh, decline in memory, um, heart disease, um, all kinds of stuff, you know, blood pressure, you know, stress can raise the blood pressure temporarily constricting your blood vessels and speeding up your heart rate. And that can be very harmful over time. You know, it can affect your food cravings. When you're under stress, you may find it hard to resist some of the cravings of sugar. Um, you may find yourself eating, you know, eating in attempt to, you know, you might eat to fulfill an emotional need. Some people call that emotional eating, you know, tension headaches. You know, there's, I think at one point I was getting some tension headaches. I do not get those anymore, but there was a wild, wild month, man. Just so under stress with stuff and you know, it causes your body to release these chemicals like adrenaline and cortisol. And, you know, those, those chemicals can cause a lot of vascular changes that can leave you with a tension headache or migraine. And, you know, researchers have also found that stress-induced fluctuations in the neurotransmitters like, uh, you know, the serotonin endorphins um, can also activate pain pathways in the brain leading to headaches. You know, that's pretty terrifying, man. Um digestion you know stress can cause or worsen heartburn can lead to stomach cramping or diarrhea um, irritable irritable bowel syndrome you know that can all be filled by stress brain function issues you know there's been actually uh, brain imaging studies that shows that chronic stress can reduce the amount of tissue in regions of the brain that regulate emotions and self-control so think about those people who are just quick to snap, quick to judge, quick to, ang you know, be angry, quick to this, quick, you know, their flight or fight, their fight's always on. Their brain image, you know, their brain function is just not on point, you know. Premature aging, Whew. you know, I'm from the world of anti-aging. I'm in the anti-aging world. That's why it's so important for us in the anti-aging world to address stress because people with a lot of stress they can experience some premature aging where they're getting you know it can shorten their telomeres you know which is the protective caps on the ends of cell chromosomes and as the telomeres actually shorten their cells age faster and die younger and what that does is it contributes to premature aging and shorter human lifespans um, a lot of stress can lead to easy cold, you know, people getting colds very easily, a weakened immune system, and even affects your 
sexual drive. There's actually research that suggests that individuals who are stressed out, they tend to have a decreased sex drive and a less pleasurable experience during intercourse. So you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that, right? So come on, get on this, guys. Do you want to have unpleasurable sex? No. Do you want to shorten your telomeres? You know, do you want to have irritable bowel syndrome and memory issues and weight gain? No. Check it out, guys. Stress leads to all these horrible things. A lot of the listeners I do know, you guys work out every day. You guys are high performers of exercise, etc., etc. So I'm sure a lot of you are tackling that stress very well. If you're not tackling your stress very well, send me a direct message on Instagram at the, you know, at F-I-T-C-E-O podcast, FitCEO podcast. Send me a direct message. Let me know what you're stressed out about or, how, you know, what questions you have about it. And I'll give you a few roadmaps to overcoming that stuff. I've practiced stuff. I'm constantly always doing myself and stuff that's benefited and helped me and helps a lot of people around me. All right, just to wrap up the episode here, I want to talk about a few quick biohacks, just some random stuff that, you know, I just find fascinating and kind of fun. If you guys remember the last couple episodes, I might have talked about some random stuff like, you know, shocking your brain for improving endurance or there was the guy who you know shocked his epidural region and he was able to move his legs a bit stuff like that just some random things in science and exercise science and biohacking etc and for those who don't know they're wondering what is biohacking is this a tech thing like hacking computer no biohacking is essentially the practice of changing your chemistry, your physiology through science and self-experimentation, um, you know, optimizing your brain, optimizing and improving your lifestyle, whether it's through technology, through supplements, through patterns, through meditation, etc., etc. You're just hacking your body in any way possible to become your best self as biohacking. Something that I've recently became a lot more fascinated about the deeper I've dove into it is red light therapy. Actually, red light therapy is something that they've shown has made some really great impacts on people mentally and physically. There's actually been some studies that have shown that your body responds uh, very well to red and near infrared wavelengths, which range from about 600 to 900 nanometers. And it's particular so those particular range of light waves are absorbed by the skin to a depth of about eight to ten millimeters and at which point your mitochondrial chromophores absorb the photons and in turn it activates a number of nervous system and medical or sorry metabolic processes it's a form of technology that a lot of individuals are utilizing you know to relieve pain and inflammation a restoration of function apparently has helped with some stimulation of healing i actually uh have an aunt that owns a tanning salon and there's actually you know you have to be 18 or older 
to tan or use red light therapy. But if you actually have a, a, a doctor's note and you're under 18 and it's approved by your doctor and you're utilizing red light therapy for medical reasons, you actually can bypass that 18 or older rule and utilize it. You know, there's people who have utilized it for scars. Um, my aunt was telling me there's this kid and I was asking about red light therapy a lot. She's like, yeah, it's so good for you, blah, blah, blah. And I was really diving into it. And she was like, yeah, even uh, this 15-year-old kid, you know, he comes in, he has a doctor's note, it's passed by his doctor. He actually comes in to utilize the red light therapy bed for his eczema. So you know, there's some great stuff there. You know, it's improved his skin tone, anti-aging effects for the skin, enhanced muscle recovery, you know, reduced, like I said, that inflammation reducing the depression, increasing circulation in the body, the blood. A lot of great, you know, a lot of great benefits there from something as simple as a 10-minute session in real life therapy. So that's something you guys might want to look into. And lastly, just a, oops, sorry, just bumped the microphone there. But again, we're not going to edit that out. <laughs> um, lastly, intermittent fasting. That's something you might want to look into sometime if you haven't. So, I actually do a lot of intermittent fasting. So, you know, it contains uh, carb light meals and eating the right kinds of fats and abstaining from sugar during this intermittent fasting process. Now look, like I said about the keto diet in episode one, certain things are not for everyone. So let's just get that out of the way first, okay? That you know, I take the approach that obviously I'm going to utilize different nutrition and diet plans and approaches for different individuals depending on whom they are and what their goal is and what their body type is, their blood, their age, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's a lot that goes into it. So intermittent fasting might not be for everyone, but I have found that does work decently well for me so you know like i said a carb light meal maybe utilizing a good healthy fat like an avocado and abstaining from sugar so just to give you an idea of how it works is you need to know how to make your a distinction between your body being in a fed state and a fasted state so when your body's in a fed state you are digesting and absorbing food Generally speaking, you know, you're you're in a fed state for about three to five hours after eating. So during that phase, your insulin levels are really high and your body's energy is focused on primarily digestion. But during the fasted state, you experience a number of benefits. You know, one, when you fast, you increase your levels of growth hormones up to five times more, actually. And that leads to actually boosting your metabolic rate. And fasting can also reduce your insulin insulin resistance. And what that does is actually lowers your blood sugar and makes stored body fat more accessible to burn. So just some of that unwanted extra fat hanging around will be easier to burn. You know, there's actually been some studies that have shown that intermittent fasting can reduce LDL cholesterol, also known as the bad cholesterol. Um, and that cholesterol has also been known to be a risk factor when it comes to heart disease and intermittent fasting was shown in some studies to help reduce that. You know, there's all kinds of different versions of intermittent fasting. Um, one of the most friendliest approaches or one that a lot of individuals use is the 168. Um, that method is also known as the Lean Gains Protocol. And it 
it revolves around a very simple structure and you know where you restrict your daily eating period to eight hours so for example each day you eat let's say from about 1 p.m to 9 p.m and fast for another 16 hours that's how that would work some individuals even start with a 14 hour fast for a week you know where they can eat from 10 a.m to 8 p.m and then they fast for the next 14 hours if that becomes comfortable you could try to adjust cut back to an eating period of maybe around 11 a.m to 8 p.m for about a week and so on until you reach a fasting period of 16 hours so that's always something that you could experiment and it might be something that might work really well for you or it might just be shit for you you know but some of the benefits you know is people do lose weight with it they lose the extra belly fat reduce the insulin resistance you know they increase cellular waste removal reducing the inflammation lowering their uh, bad cholesterol levels like i said i like to do that i like to eat in that 1 p.m to 9 p.m window personally um not saying all the time but like i said i'm a biohacker i'm a student to life i'm a self-experimenter i'm a human guinea pig i'm a you know i'm a person who has fun with this and you know i try all kinds of different approaches and i found that when i eat a too big of a meal in the morning i just don't perform as well for the rest of the day kind of feel like shit honestly you know Oh, breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Now, buddy. No. It actually weighs you down. You're focusing on digesting it. I'm going to puke it out sometimes. Jeez, get it away from me. I'm down with a, a scoop of Diamond Pro Whey and a banana. I'm down for that. You know, I'm down for a shot of espresso or a scoop of my protein mix up with my coffee use my protein as a creamer in my coffee, a banana and some blueberries. I'm down for that. You know, I can eat those light meals or just fast and just hit my first meal at one. That seems to be most optimal for me. Um, again, like I said, I'll change it up at times here and there. But as of lately, straight up guys, I'm either doing a scoop of protein and like a banana and blueberries or I'll mix my protein powder and oatmeal with blueberries or I'll fast and I'll hit that first meal after 12. So whatever works for you, those are some that's an approach I've been utilizing lately. It's been working really well for me. And I feel very very energetic in the mornings. I feel really really good and and I feel like my body's just more ready to take on food and digest food a lot easier later on in the day. So, um, anyways, <clears throat> guys, anyways, wrapping up episode four here. I want to thank you guys again so much. I'm going to thank you guys on every episode. So if you get annoyed of it, sorry, sorry. I have so much love. Sorry. I have so much gratitude. Sorry. I have so much appreciation guys. Thank you so much again for tuning in on episode four of fit ceo podcast with your host jc i want you guys to have an amazing week take care Mwah.